everyone, this is Irliana Samsara back again with Star Sound Speaks, episode 91. Oh my goodness, or is it 92? I don't know, I can't remember. Well, that leads us to our conversation today called The New Moon in Pisces. So, um, as I said before in my March 2021 um, month ahead forecast, which you can go back and look on on my channel, Star Sound Astrology, um, this is maybe the most outrageously magical lunation of the year. Like the last, this last lunation that we just came out of, we had that six planet stellium in Aquarius. And that was great for like bold new beginnings and uh, liberation speaking out. And I guess the most outrageously um, vivid um, example of that in the collective was the Harry and Meghan Oprah interview. You know, you could, you could say that. Well, this um, lunation is, um, magical and uh it's a different focus but it's 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 on magic and mysticism and uh dreams coming true i, I mean i know that sounds very cliched because you know we, we're in a very cynical world you know like dreams come true yeah right you know like there's real estate in you know on the north pole and you know <laughs> and we just don't want to hear about that but, but really, really, trust me, uh, this one is about dreams fulfilled, faith restored, uh, divine grace. Um, and why is that? Well, we have the sun and the moon and in Pisces. And of course, on a new moon, it's a, the beginning of a, a new moon cycle. It's new beginnings in the sign of Pisces. So that's what's giving it its very dreamy, otherworldly emphasis. Uh, but it's even more so this particular lunation because we have Venus and Neptune are lined up, aligned, conjunct with the sun and the moon. So Venus, Neptune, sun and moon, all in Pisces, tightly aspected. Wow, that's um, a, an abundance of this divine grace and this um, mystical, a, a bhakti, like bhakti yoga, the devotion to the divine and this really mystical otherworldly aspect. So yes, it comes with some caveats. So I'll just kind of go into that here. And, and it's not a long video. I'm just gonna just kind of walk us through the houses of where this might, where is this going to occur in your chart? So depending on your rising sign, um, this will give you that clue. Um, if you don't have a chart, you can always go to astro.com or astro-seek.com and you can get a free chart uh, pulled up in a minute. You know, you can you can see exactly where um, what your rising sign is, and then determine you know where this is going to fit for you. So anyway, moving on. Um, so the Venus Neptune. You know, you think about Neptune. It's you know this is a double-bodied water sign, Pisces, and this is you know. So I, I'm thinking of like glamour, um, other worlds, mermaids. You know, <laughs> mermaids, dolphins, whales. You know, having mystical encounters with other worlds. Uh, higher worlds, dimensional worlds. Um, this is um, a, very, a very purely devotional and it has a very sweet aspect. You know, like, um, you know, when I think about Neptune, I think of like, you know, one of God's innocence, as, as uh, my old boyfriend used to say, oh, this person who is very kind of sweet and, you know, perhaps naive by most people's standards. Oh, he's one of God's innocence, he used to say. So, um, you know, it, it has that kind of, uh, of, of uh, quality to it. Um, but anyway, more about that, uh, Venus ruling uh, the arts and connection and love and harmony. So, and, I, and again, I don't mean this to sound cliche, but this could be about meeting someone or something or having some event or something in our, in our life that occurs this month that is 
out of literally like out of this world and um, a chance, a, a kind of an encounter that leaves us um, carried to another dimension or, or this beautiful, perfect, ideal, sweet, uh, sweetness. Um, and, and, you know, we could all use some of that, I think, you know. Um, however, um, of course, there's a downside to uh, Venus and, and Jupiter. Um, well, Jupiter's ruling this lunation with ancient astrology, Jupiter rules Pisces. So there can be an overdoing of this and um, kind of like head over heels, you know, losing ourselves. So losing ourselves can be good if we're hypercritical, you know, like, hello, Virgo risings, anyone out there? Any, any, any Virgos? Yeah, Virgo sun rising. Um, no, not to gang up on Virgos, because um, we love our Virgos. Um, but, um, you know, we, we just want to be very, um, just be open to new experiences and, um, and glamour too. I mean, Venus and Neptune, it's, you know, when you think about like Jean Harlow in the, in the 1930s movies, you know, with those women in those beautiful gowns and those Busby Berkeley musicals with all those feathers and music and this, you know, ideal love environment, you know, that's, that's very Neptune, venus Venusian, you know, so um, that might be fun to go to a movie and, and watch a movie and, and escape. Um, and, you know, can we go to the movies right now? Some places are starting to open up. I know New York City did. So we still want to be smart and, you know, observe our protocols and be safe. Um, but little by little, we're kind of, you know, moving out. Um, but this is a great, great lunation for, um, you know, chasing our dreams, you know, like, and, and, um, and just losing ourselves in that and, 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 but in a good way, you know, like with a full open heart. The, the downside of it is of course, being too much rose colored glasses, you know, like just kind of losing ourselves, you know, drugs, alcohol, obviously are, uh, it could be, you know, an indulgence in kind of a hedonistic indulgence in, you know, mind altering drugs or alcohol or uh, escapist tendencies. So um, with Venus, it might be, you know, you, you buy all this fashion, a new wardrobe, and you're like, oh, I don't really have the money to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, you know, just being wise about that and just being aware of where the downsides, where we could, the downside, where we could deceive ourselves or be deceived. So, um, you know, buyer beware. So let's just walk ourselves through the first to the 12 houses and where, if, where this might show up for you. So if you are an Aries rising, um, Aries, the first sign of the zodiac. That's this. This lunation is going to take place in in um, your twelfth house. So the twelfth house is uh, very much about you know this this very world. You'll fall in love with a mermaid or a merman and be and this is the one for me. You know, like here it is, right? Otherworldly. Oh, but he doesn't have legs. He's got a tail. Oh, no problem. We can work with that. We'll get a fish tank in the bedroom. You know. It's like, whatever, you know, you can, you can really um, go to town on these. But again, um, in the 12th house, this new moon might be about, it might be about, um, there might be an illness or, or a sacrifice that we have to make, but there's some divine grace to it that um, gives us some kind of, um, I, I don't want to say a way out, but it's like, maybe there's a blessing that comes through, um, you know, from these other, like there, there may be in a, in a loneliness or an isolation, uh, there may be a blessing that comes through that, which allows us to 
you know, I'm hearing the word seize the mystical. Um, so that could be, um, you know, where we encounter another world, maybe in, in sorrow and loneliness, um, we, that is the gateway by which we open up and see and, and experience a whole nother world and we're the better for it. So that's, that's one way that the, uh, if you're Aries rising and it's happening in your 12th house, whole signs, um, that's one way that it might play out. Um, you know, like, like I said, getting lost is not a bad thing. You know, there, there's that saying that you might've seen on t-shirts, you know, all who wander are not lost, you know, so that would be um, certainly a good thing to remember for this lunation, especially if you're an Aries rising and you have this happening in your 12th house. Uh, second, let's see now the uh, Taurus. So for Taurus rising, this is going to happen in your 11th house, which rules friends, allies, uh, group consciousness, group groups, group organizations, um, networks of allies and people that help us, that help us to move ahead and achieve our ambitions. Um, so your friends and the people, you know, that you connect with um, are, are your tribe, you know, that they can help you um, chase a dream and help a dream come true. You might find a dream, a, you know, dreamy encounters with friends or mystical encounters with friends. So that's, that's where that might, uh, how that might play out. Um, if you're a Gemini rising, this is going to be in your 10th house, which rules career and uh, the workplace. So there might be, you might be, uh, there might be a new beginning around a job or a dream job or a dream position, um, or in maybe in levels of ambition or authority where it has, um, you know, it feels and, and has the like enormous potential for success. Um, and, and, you know, chasing, you know, chasing and realizing one's dreams. Um, but again, you know, make sure that it's grounded in some kind of substance, you know, which can be very tricky when you got all that water <laughs> happening with uh, Neptune and, and Pisces. Um, and for the, um, for cancers, all you cancer risings, this is going to be happening in your ninth house. The ninth house rules, um, you know, it's yoga, yoga philosophy, occult wisdom, spirituality, maybe a teacher, being a teacher or studying, finding a, a teacher or a spiritual teacher, or college, maybe learning something new of a higher level, like going back to college or going to college or um, going, you know, moving into a, um, you know, learning something of, of a higher mind uh, nature. It also rules publishing. Um, or, you know, and, and uh, the courts, um, the, the law, doing what is right, um, all of these qualities that are associated with the ninth house. So, um, you know, ethics and things. So there could be um, new uh, abilities and new, new openings and new doors that open in those areas for you. Ninth house is also foreign travel. I know we're People are starting to reconnect again, you know, with, with long distance travel or foreign travel, or maybe contact with somebody who is in another country. Um, for the Leo risings, this is going to be happening in your eighth house. So the eighth house is a really interesting, it's a very deep, deep, you know, it's ruled by Scorpio and it's, it's deep and purgative and transformative and it, it rules, um, you know, sex, death and taxes. You know how they always say all those are related. Well, yeah, that, you know, that, that's astrology for the eighth house. <laughs> um, it also rules debt and penalty. And so maybe somebody owes you a debt and you might see this um, come to fruition. 
um, or, um, you know, so it's not always a bad thing, um, or it could be an emotional debt, you know, it, it might not be a financial, necessarily a monetary debt. Um, and, um, or the, you know, where something um, finishes, you know, like death, it's, death can not necessarily mean physical death, it could also be just a metaphorical death, the ending of something. Uh, maybe the ending of a certain contract that you have with your, your divine self, um, your um, yourself, your um, soul contract, a kind of, um, you know, there's all kinds of, of uh, transactions, you know, that can occur in that domain. Um, but it is definitely, I would say you could receive um, support regarding other people's resources or money, you know, then that could be in a will and inheritance, um, things like that. Um, you know, a very magical otherworldly um, that might enable, that could be a very cathartic, emotional, cathartic, um, regenerative quality to our, our lives. It, it could be something that comes our way in that manner. But again, you know, um, the caveat is be um, buyer beware, be aware of what you give to others and what you receive from others, uh, especially financial. So, um, you know, there's, there's that. Um, I would say too, um, the, uh, your, um, yeah, so financially, you know, definitely a lookout for that. Um, Virgos, so for you Virgo risings, this is going to take place in your seventh house of relationships and partnership. So that could be a, a dreamy, amazing, incredible one-to-one -one connections with people, you know, because it's not just uh, marriage and partnership, but it could be partnership like one-to-one -one co um, connections with others, like for example, a counselor or therapist. Um, so, uh, you know, connecting with people one-to-one. -one. So there could be this some ideal, um, beautiful ideal um, unions and such that happen that way. And it could be like, you could meet a marriage partner, like your ideal mate, somebody that just comes in that just, you know, rides in on this beautiful wave of this Venusian Neptunian energy. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it would last forever, but um, whatever it is, whatever connection, whether it's a one-to-one, -one, you know, therapist counseling connection or a partnership with someone or a marriage, uh, certainly um, it's, it, you know, have fun with it, enjoy, be in joy, be in love, feel, allow the emotions, allow, um, allow all of it to be felt and experienced. Um, so anyway, um, you know, and, and it could be like, you know, this, who knows, marriage partner might be somebody that literally a, like a dreamboat person, you know, <laughs> like Brad Pitt or something, you know, Julia Roberts, well, showing up at your door, um, serenading you or, you know, proposing marriage. And <laughs> okay, well, anyway, you get the idea. Um, but again, you know, a buyer beware in terms of relationships and, um, and who you partner with. Uh, for Libra Risings, uh, this is going to be happening in the sixth house, which is about, um, that's health, really more like illness. And, um, and so, and, and nutrition and health come into play there, but it could be that maybe um, there's something good that comes out of maybe there's a health crisis or, you know, what's the other word for crisis? Opportunity, a health opportunity. So 
there could be something, but that becomes a blessing, you know, like a blessing in disguise. So um, just, you know, look for that this month. Um, the great opportunities for healing, you know, maybe using plants to heal or going out in the forest. I could, I could imagine, you know, going in the forest and communing with the plant kingdom and being in this beautiful, quiet space and receiving healing. What is that called? Forest bathing? You know, when people walk through the forest and, you know, you, you literally get your auric field cleansed just by walking through trees and groves of trees. So, you know, let loose and connect with, with these, um, the, the, nature and, and, and for the purpose of healing. And um, if, if you do find yourself in any kind of a health crisis or opportunity, um, just know that there is this blessing around it. So it's not the end of the world. And, um, you know, it's going to be a happy ending. You know, that, that, that's the potential that's available to us with this uh, new moon. For Scorpio Risings, this is going to be in your fifth house, which is about love and romance, children, fertility, pregnancy, um, creative projects, uh, divine will, you know, so these are very much about creativity. So again, um, you know, extramarital affairs, <laughs> um, you know, sex, sex and romance, not so much the seventh is more like partnering, but the fifth is, is like, you know, booty call. So let's be honest, you know. <laughs> so uh, anyway, there's, um, there's that. And so, um, and I, I would say too, this thinking, bringing a kind of sweetness and a, like a child, childlike innocence and sweetness to um, romantic encounters, you know, and, and to your creative um, projects. Uh, so for, um, for you Sag Risings, uh, you have this happening in your fourth house, which is um, the fourth is the family and the, the roots of your family, your genealogy, um, you know, family karma, um, home life, mothering, mothers, land, things like that. So maybe finding the ideal family or finding the, um, you know, your dream of the ideal family or mother or home situation, you know, could present itself. Um, very, you know, having a magical, you know, decorate your house as a, the inside of the sea with mermaids. I don't know. I mean, it's Neptune already. Um, let's see. Uh, Capricorn rising. This is happening in your third house. So that would be um, third house about communications, siblings, um, writing, teaching, educating, learning. Um, it's, you know, connecting with friends and networking with friends, maybe having really cool um, conversations, you know, sharing your dreams with your friends, um, moving deeply into those, um, you know, into these worlds that are not the mundane world, right? It's not our workaday, everyday world. It's the dreamland. So um, make a movie with your friends, you know, <laughs> write some dreamy blog posts, have fun with it. Um, there could be some magical breakthroughs and new beginnings with maybe if there had been wounding among siblings, you know, there could be some of that um, where there's some, a beautiful dream is realized, you know, with one's uh, brothers and sisters or cousins, aunts, uncles, those are all third house um, things. Having uh, the Piscean feeling is renewal, you know, faith and, and love and hope and faith is restored and renewed. So, hey, like I said, who wouldn't use it? Who couldn't use that? Um, second house for Aquarians, this is happening in your second house, which is 
um, your personal resources and finances, your talents, your possessions. So um, buy that mermaid fin and wiggle around on your bed, um, you know, <laughs> have fun with that. Um, the, um, you might find um, some kind of new beginnings with the resources that you have and the skills that you have um, maybe in, um, and, and I would just say, again, you know, being aware of, you know, maybe buying something or having something that's, uh, you know, it's, if it's, what's that saying? If it's too good to be true, you know, it probably is. So there's kind of like that operating the background. So, you know, maybe not forever, right? Just enjoy this lunation for, and just see where it takes you, you know, like let go and let go of trying to control things and just, this is just really for everybody, let go of trying to control things, just be in, in your heart in your expanded mystical self chanting mantras those are all like outrageous things to do for everybody regardless of where this occurs and in what house but ch uh, chant and um kirtan which is the chanting the devotional names of the divine um sanskrit chanting if you put a youtube search or a google search for kirtan uh, there are great kirtan masters uh, Jayutal, I'm thinking of uh, Durga Das, Krishna Das, um, Deva Pramal. Um, these are all outrageous chant masters, and you could really get some cool bhakti groove in Venus, Neptune, singing poetry inspiration um, by reciting it, listening to it, and creating your own. I mean, goodness, you know, uh, the door is wide open on this one. Uh, let me just finish with the first house. So for um, for the first house is for anyone who's a Pisces rising. This is going to be occurring in your first house. And that is uh, truly, you know, you you find out you're a mermaid, you're a, a dolphin, you're a whale. Yeah, that's who you are. Your, your presentation, your physical body is, you have this otherworldly connection and you see yourself beyond the strict three-dimensional understanding of oneself, right? It's very transcendental to the image and the appearance and um, who you show up as, you know, has this whole mystical dreamlike quality uh, this month. So, um, you know, a lot about beauty and um, I would say being really uh, kind to oneself and, and your, yourself and your body and your body image and this is an opportunity to maybe you know get over body shaming and things like that that have been have plagued uh, so many people for so long. So to just unconditionally love yourself and your body as it is and as it isn't. So let me say that again because I think there, there's a lot out there in the world that you know where we don't think enough of ourselves. Um, so it's about accepting ourselves as we are and as we aren't. That it's 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 okay, you know, um, yeah. So that's my little, um, my little pep talk for the new moon in Pisces. And yay, um, next uh, I'll be, um, I just want to say too that um, in our next video coming up, I have Smyrna coming back, Smyrna Gavrancic from Serbia. Remember how she was so amazing? She called out Donald Trump's victory in 2016, his defeat in 2020, and the, and all correct, nailed it. Um, and the, um, when uh, the Georgia elections that happened in January, the runoff between Ossoff and Warnock, she called that one too that they would both win and sure enough they did. 
And so um, she has got some really exciting things because I know, I, I asked her to come back because I know, and she knows too, there's more that's gonna happen with the royal family. As you know, back in January, if you saw that video my uh, year ahead, I said, hey, you know, we're gonna hear a lot about the royal family this year. This was before we knew that Meghan and Harry were being interviewed by Oprah. I'm like, you're gonna, you're gonna see him back. So there's more that's happening that is um, really a fresh new directions. And what, why should that matter to any of us? Well, think about it. If that's the collective, like if you think of the royal family as, you know, here it is, the, this is the way things are. Like I, I finished watching The Crown and uh, I had resisted watching that for a long time, but I watched it and it was really fascinating to hear the same verbiage that, that Queen Elizabeth would say to Lady Di, you know, I need help. Oh, sorry, there's nothing we can do. You just have to tough it out. She said the same thing, or I don't know, it was her, but somebody in the, the, the handlers said the same thing to Megan. So this is an opportunity where we are shedding old stuff, you know, nothing we can do. And then to say, wait a minute, no, there is something we can do. We don't have to play by old rules that limit and hurt people. We can we get to reinvent things, and this is the beauty of the Saturn Uranus square that's happening this year. Where our next one will be mid June, and then the final one for 2021 will be in um, Christmas Eve. So, uh, new beginnings, taking the best of the past, but infusing it with some new, fresh um, breakthrough, non-linear <laughs> breakthrough. So um, yeah. So anyway. That's all I have for today. We are, like I said, stay tuned because we are going to be bringing you that um, very shortly. So um, I wish you all a wonderful, beautiful um, new moon. Uh, let me know how you're doing. Leave your comments below um, and how you're doing or what you what would your dream be for um, this new moon. I, I'm, for me, I'm creating um, outrageous. Um, radiant health breakthroughs and work and productivity breakthroughs, just uh, starting a new page. And um, no dream is too crazy or too outrageous. You know, no dream is that way. Um, dream big, go for it. Um, so that's all for today. Thank you all for listening. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Have a great one and many, many, many blessings to you. Namaste.